Oh, on this week's episode, Lee Griffin gets in the way. We're, we're coming in for the landing, and there's a Learjet coming in to Foxtrot 45 landing. Hi, Lee. Stupid ass. In the way. Scott Boris ponders about whether or not he could do a slip. Well, maybe. Without I mean, thinking about I mean, it? Maybe I could. I don't know. I just, I haven't done one in so long. Maybe I'd get in the plane and Lee would, well, my deadbeat flight instructor, I don't know what his name is, but <laughs> maybe he'd be like, he'd be like, wow, you did that exactly how it's supposed to be done. Or maybe he'd be like, what the F are you doing? I don't, I don't know. And I call Lee out on his lies. If you were holding, and my, I'm, I'm not bashing you. I know you're an awesome pilot, so it's not even no, about no, that at all. You could me in a tailwheel. I'm pretty bad. Welcome to this week's episode. Uh, this week we are covering slips, because it's short and sweet, and Scott is... Falling asleep as we speak. The last two weeks, he has been completely useless. Uh, hasn't said much. Has not entertained anyone because of his lack of, I don't know, energy, care, Tired. care old for the man. audience. I'm old. No, I don't want to hear it. I don't want to hear it. Slip, 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 slip. Scott, slips. Have you, how often do you do slips? Never. What Never is a slip? Slips. It is something that uh, people do that don't have flaps. That's true. If you don't have flaps, you just slip. But could it be okay? Your flaps, if your flaps stop working, you yes. can just slip. What if you have flaps and the flaps aren't doing enough? Uh, go around. Well, can't you also slip? You have to not slip just because you have flaps. Okay. You could. Some airplanes advise against it's it. Probably been, it's, probably, it's probably been so long since you've been trained how to do a slip properly that you should just go around. Well, that, that might be true, <laughs> but what's going to interject more variables to the successful outcome? What's, what's safer? What's probably safer? continuing to Three land and land a little long around. than doing a, a missed approach or a go around. Well, how long? Is well, it I? depends. I mean, there's a, there's an error right. chain that occurred here. Clearly, you're high, you're fast, you have to slip to begin with. So, I mean, right. So, just go around. Do it well, again. if if that's the case, I mean, if that's the case, yeah, do go around, do go around for sure. But that breaks the rule of never do a go around. Doing a go around would surely break the rule of no go arounds. What's the ruling on Rob? What's the ruling on that? Do is doing a go around? Does that break the rule of no go arounds? I need a final ruling. Uh, would say that yes, probably probably would break the rule. Okay, probably never do it. You should never put yourself in a position where you have to do a go around. You should also never put yourself in a position where you have to do a slip unless your plane does not have flaps. But is it? My question is. If the 150, you're at flaps 40, which obviously that'd be insane if you still need to flip. If you're at flaps 40 and you still need to do a slip, you're retarded and you shouldn't be flying. But does it ever happen? We gotta, we gotta beep that out, I, I learned. Oh yeah, the R word. It's bad. It's like the, it's like, yeah, I won't say anything else, <laughs> Yeah. The R word is, the R word is like one of those words that you can't say anymore. I know. Censored. Uh, literally, I... I'm pretty sure I've edited out in the past, but like I was, 
I forget what I was watching. It was another creator that got in trouble for it. So it's like, all right, note to self, edit that one out. Anyway, so slips. A yeah. slip could be construed as a maybe a lack or a poor planning. You know, we have spo- like on, on transport category, typically we have spoilers, which help us descend quickly, dump a bunch of lift, and you can descend quickly without increasing airspeed. That's kind of what flaps are for. That is kind of what slips are about. If you don't have flaps, I would encourage people to just plan better and kind of zero in on, you know, proper descent planning. Even in the pattern is 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 where this is most prominent. But I would try and zero in on that. Know your airplane better um, so that you don't have to. If you have to, there's that's not a sign of weakness. Just like doing a go around, right, Scott, is really not that bad. It's not a sign of weakness to do a go around, right? It is. Oh, it's it, a, is. it is a sign it of is. weakness. Never, well, I disagree yes. with you, if Scott. You do a go around. It's a complete sign of weakness. I disagree with you. If you could do a go around, every, everybody's coming laughing. from the dude who only flies a Cessna 150 with 40 degrees of flaps. <laughs> right. <laughs> See, I don't have to do one because I can just drop that 40 degrees. Well, no, first off, to do a go around, you actually have to go fly. So you never have to do go arounds. Well, that's that's true. That's true. That's true. Well, my flight instructor sucks so bad that whenever I want to, like, you know, do a uh, flight review or, you know, do something that I haven't done in a while, like go into controlled field or something, or, you know, I I like to take some flight lessons, but my flight instructor. This just occurred to me. He's flaky. He's, you know, I don't, I don't know what his deal is. Like, he's, he's really flaky. Like, there's something off about him. You know, I don't know what it is. This just he flies a Learjet for his day job, right? Yeah, but yeah, but he doesn't. Let's go. Wow. Yeah. Okay. So what's Lee's response. But anyway, what I was what's saying, interesting I, I don't though, think I was done what talking. Just, I don't think I was. No, done. no, no. I was actually talking when you left, oh. so you were. Well, I didn't leave. Thank you God. Guys left. No, you left. Who clicked buttons to come back? You did. So, I'm not sure why, left. though. My internet is great here. <laughs> I Anyways, have the best internet. We had a plan to go fly, I want to say, in early January. It just didn't pan out, and I can't remember why. But we were just talking about flying this month. Or, well, next month, actually. <laughs> so, uh, it, I, you know, I'm busy. I'm a busy guy. I'm a busy guy. But what just occurred to me You worked three days last month. Listen to me and listen good. What just occurred to me is you want to go fly into controlled fields. Well, you know what, Scott? That's what we'll do. And you're gonna love every fing second of it. Yeah. And we should record we should record all of it so that they know. Fine. I don't know how we're gonna do that. We need to figure out how to do that. We're gonna go that's you lakefront to county and county to lakefront. We're gonna go to Hopkins. We're gonna go land at Hopkins. Yeah, they'll send me a bill. I don't want that. Please, 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 oh, please, well, please, if you know how to set up audio. Are we still recording? Yeah. I saw a notice come up. No, yeah. Recording. It says recording. Okay. Please, 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 if you're listening and know how to record audio off of a 1967 Cessna 150 intercom system, what, what, what's, which one do you have? Uh, 1967 Cessna 150. 
No, the intercom. What do we need to buy? I don't know the name of the intercom, but it's just Sigtronic. What do we need to buy to get? It's the little. It's just a little plug-in. Yeah, it's not a built-in. I don't have a built-in intercom. We need audio recording in Scott's plane whenever that Hobbs meter is turning. That is what is needed. Yeah. To uh, and then we'll get. Then after that, I'll figure out how to get the clips where I got buttons and I can enter stuff in. Like on the fly to to right. play it, and that'd be great, great, great education. Slips and comedic. What value is this? How do you how, slips? Yes. How how do we do a slip? How do we do a slip? You don't. We've covered that, but just in case you want to, you push. What what is it? Opposite yeah. rudder. Of aileron of the aileron. Well, yeah, I mean, basically, yeah, yeah, yeah that's, just that's pretty much it. Put the ailerons one way, put the rudder the other way. That's a slip, right? If you, yeah, I, I was, well, yeah, that I mean, I guess that could be a little bit of a skid. I was trying to think of a way, and I'm not sure if this is 100% correct. I'm on the spot, so so edit this. Uh, and I honestly. I now have a newfound appreciation for editing skills that Rob has. Um, I think if you can say that the ball is on the same side as the direction you want to go, I want to say, because if you think about a spin, yes, you don't want to get this wrong. Valid. You don't want to get this wrong because, you know, the opposite of a slip is a skid. And so that's where the ball is like centrifugal force type thing. That's a skid. You know, you're skidding in your car. You feel like you're getting whipped centrifugal force to the outside of the turn. And it's common when you're in the pattern that you can maybe, if you feel like you're overshooting the runway, that you can just step on the rudder to straighten the nose with the runway. But the ball goes to the far outside. So if you're at a low, if you have a low speed event with an uncentered rudder or a uncentered uh, uncoordinated flight condition, you can put yourself into a spin, and it's not uncommon to lose, you know, a thousand feet in one rotation in a spin. If you're at pattern altitude or less, you can obviously that eats up a lot of your altitude very quickly, and you don't have any time to react. That's why a lot of times when you see accidents where somebody is spun, you'll see them pointed away from the landing runway, and that obviously that that. Was not good for anybody involved. A, a slip is the opposite, where the ball is on the inside of of the turn, basically instead of the outside. And it's some can consider it a uh, a spin resistant maneuver. So a lot of times, if you want to think about it, you want to think about the, the ball is somewhat a representation of where the the wing is going to go if. Uh, the airplane stalls. That is that is somewhat accurate. I don't know when that would be inaccurate, but I would say most of the time that is an accurate statement. So if you're doing a slip, kind of the general rule is you know you're stepping on a rudder and you're lowering the wing um, on the same side that the ball is displaced. If that makes any sense, and that's a uh, a spin resistant maneuver but exposes the side of the aircraft, the side of the airframe, the oncoming air. So you make a big, you turn the fuselage of the airplane into a big air brake. 
is the purpose is really the only intent of of doing a slip as as a maneuver in and of itself if you don't have any flaps or any other high drag devices most airplanes have flaps now but a slip can still be effective as long as there's no limitations on the aircraft in terms of doing slips with certain degrees of flaps i know that it's prohibited in some aircraft so know your airplane know what the manual says as far as limitations go there may be uh, some uh, prohibitions you, on doing uh, slips with flaps. If you put in a slip like too aggressively, could that cause you to stall? Hmm. I I guess in terms of I mean, aggressiveness, are you talking about rudder deflection right, or like it, how much well, you're lowering that wing? Yeah, I mean, if you put it into a slip too aggressively, I would think that it would cause you to stall out if you didn't have enough airspeed. Well, if you don't have enough, yeah, I, yeah, I mean, I suppose, yes, as as a qualifier, um, yeah, and obviously, if you don't lower, so so here's the thing, and I guess this is the third dimension that we haven't talked about. You are going to have to maintain airspeed. So what you are trying to do is you're exposing the side of the airframe to the oncoming air. Well, if you're in level flight, that's going to have an airspeed reduction, a correlating airspeed reduction. So how do you preserve that airspeed? Gravity. Power in this case, we're going to use gravity. So, if you're locked in on a nice final approach speed that you're happy with and you're high, but you're on speed, but you're high, kick that rudder in, lower that wing. That in the um, I don't know, how, I, I have no idea how to graphically describe this. Get some training, whatever. Move. We did that, we're doing this on the fly. We're doing this on the fly, and we don't want to misspeak because if you mess this up, it's really bad. So right. don't do slips yeah, unless you're 100%. trained. Yeah. Get some cool. training. It's, it is a valuable tool to be able to use. I would say if you know your airplane, and obviously I encourage you to kind of ex, you know explore the edges, you know, push, push the limits a little bit, and, and expand your capabilities as well, you know, to, to the airplane's limits as close as you can safely and with with an instructor's guidance of course but a slip can be beneficial did the flaps jam are they electric flaps and they failed are like let's say they're electric flaps and your battery's dead well what do you you know what are you going to do then so there are reasons why this is a very advantageous uh procedure to learn and learn how to do safely um but it, it can be used. What I try, I'm trying to backtrack into what I was trying to describe. If you don't change your pitch attitude, you're just going to bleed airspeed. So the intent here is you're high. That's why you're doing the slip. So be on airspeed or get to your airspeed, your your desired airspeed, and lower the nose, kick the rudder in, and lower that wing, and do that slip down to the runway. And and, and it takes some time to to learn it and get a feel for your airplane, but. You're exposing the side of the airplane. You're creating a big air break. So that, that's the intent is you want to scrub off altitude probably more than airspeed because if, you scrub, if you're scrubbing off airspeed, then you're kind of uh, encroaching on your uh, stall margin, which you don't want to do like Scott just brought up. Yeah, I, the details of it, I'm not going to... I've had several, we'll call it several Modellos the evening already. And I just remember when I was towing Banner, we didn't have flaps, and we'd do it all the time. Like it, I didn't even think about it, and I, I just 
put the force right. in. That's, that's the only time you and, should do it is when you're it. flaps. But if you got flaps, you should know how to yeah, do but, it though. And well, you should total 100 percent Scott. I mean, well, what if the flaps fail? Maybe if my deadbeat flight instructor shows up sometime, he could retrain me on how to do flips because it's been so long since I've done a flip. Like I know how to do it in my head, but actually doing it, I probably do it wrong. I'm opposite. I have no idea how to do it in my head. I could just get in the. I could probably get in a plane and just do one. Well, maybe without I mean, thinking about I mean, it. Maybe I could. I don't know. I just. I haven't done one in so long. Maybe I'd get in the plane and Lee would. Well, my deadbeat flight instructor. I don't. But maybe he'd be like, he'd be like, "Wow, you did that exactly how it's supposed to be done." Or maybe he'd be like, "What the f are you doing?" I don't. I don't know. It's been it's been a lot of years since I've even done one. Okay, so Ida, we've talked about a previous episode when I was banner towing in the the P eighteen Super Cub, highly modified Super Cubs. Um, that's when I was doing slips all the time, and there's multiple points of this. Let me try to keep on track, keep my mental processes going through the end. Um, part of that ground loop I mentioned on a previous several previous episodes that I did, we deducted that I was slipping the wrong direction for the crosswind. Is there a... Okay. Is that a um, is that a thing? Or should I just edit this out? I am interested. Pay me a scenario. I don't... That... I wouldn't say that makes any sense. So you ground... You ground looped... I guess there would be I one. That, I guess there would be a way to slip that would be better than the other, depending on the. Way. I don't know. I don't know. Probably if it was more a, effective. Yeah. Probably more effective. Yes, but I, as far it as the ground loop is concerned, it wasn't a. It, I, I take that back. It didn't cause the ground loop. It was something Vic said she noticed because she was watching my approach and she watched the whole thing when it happened, and she, that's what one thing she told me after like the debrief about the ground loop. Is like, yeah, you were, and you were slipping on the wrong side for the way the crosswind was set up. And that may have just like caused extra oddities that you weren't familiar with and added and compounded to the like just not being the normal procedure, basically. Like one thing leading to another that makes it feel different, that makes that end, end result being a ground loop. Among many other factors, which huh. we've discussed before, but um, if you've got a crosswind from the uh, from the right, that's what happened with me. Which way would you slip it? What would be the, the proper way to slip it? The winds from the right. Mm-hmm. I think I was slipping with my left wing down. Is that not good? Well, if you think about it, remember when when you go to roll out, if the wind's from the right, you're going to end up wanting the right wing down. So exactly. I tend, I tend, I, I don't know, which I never really thought about what would be more beneficial. I mean, I feel like I would scrub the altitude and the airspeed, you know, further out, kind of get set up in my nice, you know, crab angle until I'm kind of in the flare, and then I'm going to straighten everything out and drop that right wing, and put it down but i have never thought about if you were holding in my i'm, I'm not bashing you i know you're an awesome pilot so it's not even no no that at all 
You could I, be in a tailwheel. I'm pretty bad. Well, yeah, I don't believe that at all. I don't believe that at all. But you, you have. I am of the opinion that I would do, and this, and this, how I trade is try to train students as well. Do go as drastic as you need to, further out, so that as you get closer, it's more normal. So that is of my that is my opinion. I would slip as drastically as I needed, so it didn't even matter which way I went. So that by the time I'm 100 feet, 50 feet, whatever it is, I can be best back to normal. Basically, back to normal. It's another just another day. Everything was perfect all the way in. I'm gonna go as drastic as I need to with my 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 slip and get rid of that airspeed, get rid of that altitude, so that I'm right back into a normal position when I'm 100 feet, 50 feet, whatever. And then it doesn't even matter what I did before. That that would be my goal. Make a small adjustment sooner out or a big adjustment. If I'm closer in, maybe I didn't notice that I was off and I have to make a big adjustment to get back on, on uh, you know, stabilized, for lack of a better term in this case. How, much, how, I, often, I, how often do you slips in the leer? I've, I've actually <laughs> done it twice. Really? I've actually done it twice. Really? Yeah. I'm surprised. Yeah. I was thinking never. That's more than no, Scott's done, done in his 150. Twice. That is more than I've done in the 150. Well, other than yeah, outside that, of outside of training, like yeah, like, that's what I mean. Outside yeah, of training, yeah. Actually, I don't think I've ever done it outside of training. It, the, I mean, I've never had to. Slippery. I got forty. I got forty they're, degrees of flaps. Well, we have forty degrees of flaps too. Well, obviously, it's a little different though. Probably a lot different. Moving a little quicker, but uh. Well, I, I remember. Don't, I, don't I mean, I, I, I'm sure if I flew something other than a 150, that I would have to use it. But in the 150, I, if you have 40 degrees of flaps, like there's never been a case where I was so high that I couldn't just drop the 40 degrees in and put it in. That I needed to do 40 degrees yeah. of flaps and a slip, like that would just be. I mean, you'd have to be like so far off. Be in that position. Yeah, and I mean, when you're learning, you know, you're going to make some mistakes, and you're kind of finding, you know, the reasonable. You know, you're you're finding it, you're figuring it all out the capabilities of the airplane, but having the forty degrees, I mean, can cover up a lot of mistakes if you're high. You can always add power, you know, if you end up getting low. Right. But the additional drag that that the, the even 30 degrees is crazy amounts of drag by most airplane standards and that and you know yeah. such a big flap area on that crosswind subject i think her critique was that it would have been better if you had the right wing down in the slip instead of the left wing down when the wind's coming from the right so that would have been le- less of a of a movement you had to make to adjust like at the bottom, it wasn't like a cause of the ground loop. Yeah. Oh, of course, of course. It was just maybe kind exacerbated. Of like a- but I'm thinking, I don't know which way you, which way did the ground loop go? Which wing was the outside? Uh, left wing was the outside. It was the right, like ground loop to the right. Yeah. Yeah, that kind of leads me to think that it wouldn't have mattered. I, mean, I don't think it would have mattered. No, I do. I, and she was, I don't think she she 
was saying it didn't matter, but she's just, that was like the cherry on top of like, you're just a complete idiot with that, that whole situation. Other than the fact that you didn't drag a wingtip and you didn't hit anything and you didn't damage the airplane and you scared the COO's son who was an 8-8 Delta on a taxiway about to depart. That's why I wish I had that ATC recording. He was on 88 Delta? Right. No, it's that's the, an airplane. Uh, the tail number was, I believe, it was eight eight Delta. That was the brand really? new. He always flew the brand new one they built every that's, year. That's interesting. Eighty eight Delta. Yeah, because that's the airport identifier to your airport. Yeah, yeah. we whole episodes on that. Right, right. A conversation with Scott's forehead right now. <laughs> I can't wait till we're live. <laughs> I'll get a better camera before we're live. This thing sucks. <laughs> It, it, won't, it won't zoom out any more than this. I don't know. No, no, no. It's irrelevant. And um, I had another point. Oh, yes. Yeah, so I left. It wasn't right after that ground loop. It was shortly after, though. I had some other run-ins. And then I'm like, eh, Banner Tony's not for me. And then I went to go get checked out uh, in a 172. And uh, for, just to rent uh, for insurance purposes. I went with, it was at Foxtrot 45, North County Airport. And we went up, and I was, I was just so used to a controlled field. And they were, I don't think they were ever doing lasso clearances at Hollywood. There's no runways that would line that up. Like, I just knew, like, I just felt invincible. I was back in a 172 after flying those, those PA 18 banner equipped planes which we'd slip all the time so i'm like i'm back in a 172 i got a ton of time 172 but like this is so easy to fly like it's a little toy compared to me at that point like it was it's like a joke so i'm screwing around like yeah this poor instructor because he's like he's just a cfi trying to build time and he's just like he got thrown in to do my insurance checkout in the 172 and i just got and have lots of chips on my shoulders from aviation industry, um, which I'm sure we'll go into through it as the program evolves through the years. Um, but like I, I, I'm kind of pissed off that the banner thing didn't work out. And it's you know my fault because my lack of skill. Uh, so I'm like I'm back in this, and I'm like, we're we're coming in for the landing, and there's a Learjet coming in to Foxtrot 45 landing. Hi Lee, stupid ass. Way. Yeah, it's probably Lee's dumbass. Uh, he's com- coming in, and I'm I see the uh, we're on we're on approach to like the other runway. And 2020 hindsight, I should have just let like done something else, like you know, to not get in there right away and just let the Learjet land. But I'm just like, no, I'll freaking lasso. Give issued myself a land hold short clearance. That's what I'm thinking in my head. Which a non-towered field, you don't do that. That's retarded. That's kind of what was in my mind. Because I'm like, I can make this. Like, this is child's play. I got so much runway. I'm in a 172. And we're a little high still. And I'm still like, we got this in the bag. And the flight instructor's like, okay. Uh, so I told Learjet, I'm like, no, you, you're fine. You know, just land short. I'm going to be off by the first taxiway here. It's all good. 
Which if, you know, you can probably speak to this since you're an actual Learjet captain. You see some schmuck in a 172 about to land, like saying he's going to land short of your runway at an uncontrolled floor. You're going around, right? You're not going to risk some idiot hitting your plane while you're landing. Right? You're right. you're going to go around that situation. Yeah. Yeah. That's what, that's what, a, that's what a good Learjet pilot's going to do, <laughs> captain. They're going to be like, this dude's an idiot. We're going around. Which is what they did, and then I slipped it in, a full, full flaps, which I'm not sure if you're supposed to do in a 172, but we had full flaps in, No, and then you, I, I slipped it are, in, because we were, I don't think you are either, I, I looked that up in the POH afterward, and I'm like, yeah, it was probably much, and I'm like, really getting a, kind of aggressive with the slip in it, and I got it down and landed and made the first taxiway, and it's, I don't even know if that instructor I was with had ever landed, uh, on that runway in a 172 and made the first taxiway, we did it. <laughs> and he's just like, yeah, you're good. I'd never want to fly with you again. Uh, here's your insurance checkout. Have at it. <laughs> and that's when I started working right. with Stefano, yeah. the Italian guy I mentioned. <laughs> Stefano's like, all right, I can deal with this kid. <laughs> that's awesome. But yeah. So don't, don't do... Don't issue yourself land and hold short clearances at uncontrolled airports, even if you are extremely proficient and you feel like the 172 is a toy and you've done a hundred slips in the last two weeks and you're just so familiar with it anyway. That's what I did and I caused the poor Learjet pilot to go around. And that was my bad. I realized that when I was driving home after this whole incident. I'm like, I was a dick. Yeah, I mean, there's also, it is so tough. And I mean, I'm not saying that they did it, they were right and you were wrong. I'm not saying anything like that. It is so tough when you have such a disparity. Like, if we're going less than 140 knots, we're freaking out. You know what I mean? And if you were doing 140 knots, you'd be freaking out for a different reason. You know what I mean? So it's just this huge thing. It's always tough when we go into a, an uncontrolled field where there's a lot of training. When where can we slip into the pattern that won't disrupt anybody? You can't. We can't. It's literally impossible. If it's a high training, high volume training, there's no way we can just kind of just splice in and get in the flow of traffic. Doesn't work. And so, like, what do you just not go there? Or do you just hold until everybody's done flying for the day? What do you do? There's nothing. You have to just rely on the the uh somebody being a good Samaritan. Saying, hey, I'm gonna, I'm gonna, I'm gonna just go wide for you, or I'm gonna pull off and wait, and I'll hold short for you. Whatever. We just have to rely on guys doing, you know, doing something kind for us in order for us to get in. A lot of times, you know, um, I've been on both sides of the coin. I've been where you are, and I've been in the the leer going through the thing. So I get both sides of it, but I never trust a guy. Saying, oh, I'm going to be off the first tax wait. I don't, why would I trust no. that? You know, is if it was you, if, if like, if I knew it was you, if I was in the lear and I knew it was you, I'm like, okay, yeah, he's going to make the first taxiway. He's probably going to have to add power to get to that first taxiway. I get that. You know what I mean? But somebody saying they can do it over the radio, I just, you, I can't trust that. I can't trust somebody's word, unfortunately. Yeah. No, but my question would be like, um, did you, what are you a northern ohio lake area island flight legend like what do you what do you mean you're gonna make the first taxiway <laughs> i'm not i'm going around i'm gonna yeah. fly that colorful flag and do my go around um 
<laughs> I hate, right? A lot of rainbow <laughs> going on there. <laughs> okay. Anything else on uh, the these slips? Um, I haven't done one in a while, but I'm a fan. Yeah, I, lo- I yeah, once I, mean, I got used to them, I I loved them. It's a good skill to have. It's just I never do it. Why? We never did it because we never just got used to it. Don showed us it a few times, and he's like, they got right. 40 degrees of flaps. Why am I yeah. wasting so much time on this? So we right. never really so. mastered them. And then when I flew for that banner tow company, that's all we did all day. And I'm like, I got really comfortable with them, and I used them all the time, even when I didn't need to. Yeah. Scott, you get yeah. that deadbeat instructor of yours, teach you how to do some slips, and you'll be good to go. Yeah, he sucks. Um, five-star written review time. Five stars says, thank you. I enjoy the way you three have a different piloting experience and also different ratings. I learn a lot. You guys crack me up with your idiot-like demeanors. My patience is stretched thin sometimes by the way you get off track. However, I really do learn a lot and can clean a nugget of information every episode. Thank you, and I wish you all luck. Username fighting for the right cause. Yeah, thank you for the uh, mm. the five star interview. And uh, yes, yeah. thank you. Yeah, that is patience stretched thin sometimes. By the way, you get off track. I feel you like get off track. I don't. Know. Yes, I don't, that is a I don't staple. Really ever getting off track? No. Oh, I don't know what he's talking about. You guys don't even know the worst of it. I'm the one who edits them and like. Use use the power of editing and post to like make it seem like we don't get off track as much as we actually do. Right, if you left everything in. Oh, yeah, we'd have no it. listeners if I didn't do any editing. No. They'd just be like, wow, this is... You guys are 40 minutes in and haven't even started the episode yet. Um, <laughs> yeah. So yes, uh, thank you, Fighting for Right the Cause... It was January 2nd. We are catching up on these five-star reviews. If you like, uh, you use the Apple Podcast app. Or if your app allows ratings up and stuff, I pay for an app. We've never gotten anything other than Apple. So that's the ones we always read. So I, I don't, I don't know. The service is supposedly supposed to show me all the apps, anything that's happening on them. But if you've written a review, this is another um, poignant thing to bring up if you've written a review and we haven't read it and you feel like we should have read it by now send me an email i'm just curious and it wasn't on the apple app i should say or if it is on the apple app and it just didn't go through or something because it is quirky quirky little app email is our preferred method communication my email is f-a-r-a-i-m at robertberger.com b-e-r-g-e-r the german way not the sandwich way mr griffin is f-a-r-a-i-m at leegriffing.com g-r-i-f-f-i-n-g and mr boris who is fully asleep on his desk right now drooling uh, is f-a-r you are you are not wide awake you're not drooling but you are not wide awake (laughs) Uh, F-A-R-A-I-M at scottboris.com B-O-R-E-S And uh, that is it for this one. Yes, it's sh- uh, this one's going to be short and sweet. It's intentional. We're trying to catch up and get ahead. So I am not as stressed trying to get episodes out, recording them on 
Tuesday night before the release by myself about scuba diving. That's the goal. I think we're doing a good job today. Recorded three. And the last three weeks of episodes you listened to were recorded in one night. So we do appreciate it. Bearing with us. We're working through tech issues. And uh, see you guys and gals on the next one. Thanks for listening. Take care. Thank you, guys. La 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 la. Slips and skids. Slips and skids. Wow. <laughs> That's not appropriate. Um, slips. What is that noise? The Velcro from my neck stretcher. Oh, God. <laughs> you are like an audio nightmare. I don't even know. Yeah, it's like a, it's just garbage. Like you, like audio excrement. Yeah. <laughs> That's what I should, I should get to just program that as your auto-generated yes. name before you put in Dr. You Badass. It's just audio it. excrement. You can't have it all. Um, I mean. Audio excrement. Everything coming out of I my mouth it. is pure gold. But you can't have the audio perfect. Holy! You're such a vag, dude. There's yeah, so I much fucking sand up in there. Seriously, oh. thick. It's a lot. It's a lot of vag. Vag sand. A lot of a lot of sand. So Scott, when are we going flying? Whenever you stop being a pussy, there's gonna have to be like psh, partial flap landings. It's too fucking windy out. Whenever, whenever you're done being a pussy and you want to come over here and you're not. Uh, I don't know, doing gay ass pussy shit. <laughs> well, so I, I mean, I have a lot of time off in, uh, um, well, I have a lot of time off all the time. Let's not kid ourselves. I flew through, right. I worked three days in January. <laughs> Jesus Christ. You don't even work. <laughs> You're retired. Hey, but think, well, which is awesome. So really, I'm making more in retirement than you might. And honestly, well, yeah. Yeah, no shit. You're and you retired at at what? Thirty four. Thirty four. Be thirty five in a couple months. But so the little girl just started daycare. So I kind of have my my time. I'm working on the house now, just 
fixing shit that's been wrong for a while. So I want to get my head get my head above water there, but um, probably in March, man. I'll probably have a lot of time. I mean, I know that's kind of not good timing with the runway conditions, but yeah. I'm gonna do 91.13. This is one Scott. I don't know if he's not. He's gonna have to contribute to this one. 91.13. Know- yeah, you think we know what 91.13? Right. Is yeah, you're gonna have to say the title of it because I don't know what the f- it is. Careless or reckless to, operation. Yeah, he's trying to alpha us, Scott. That's yeah, what he's doing. Yeah, yeah. I know shit you don't know. Can we can we do a short about careless and reckless operation and make it worth as listening as to? We can make it short. No, I don't think so. I, no, Rob, Scott's, Scott's got to be fired up with it. He's we could cover up. We could cover that, but Scott's failing us tonight. So why don't we go to bed and do one tomorrow? Lee, are you able to do one tomorrow morning? I mean, I'd rather do one tonight, obviously, but if you got no family around and I would vastly I would vastly rather you would be doing me a favor if we could do it tonight, not tomorrow. I would like to have the house like put together, cleaned up for Lauren to get home. All right, fine. Well let's let's do something right now then. Scott, yeah. I'm done. Like your tone. I'm done. We're fuck it. We got three this week. I guess that'll do That's, it. Huh? See, look, see, look what you've done, Scott. You're no, a vagina. Let's, let's do it. Let's do it. Whatever. You're a vagina. I'm, I'm Scott. looking. I'm looking. I've got it open in front of me. I'm looking now. Fuck you guys. Hey, have we done operating near other aircraft? No. What? 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 Which one is that? That's ninety one one eleven. That one, I almost feel like Scott needs to be more in the zone. Like, I think you could get in the zone, but like, like I think it's, I think it's just funny. It's like almost like, oh my god. But see, I also can't really have fun because, like, yeah, altimeter settings. God, it's, it's honestly kind of it is gay. It's almost amazing how much shit that I know. Really is blows my mind. It's hard to put it into context, but like generally speaking, I know a lot of stuff. Um, I've done ninety one one sixty nine one nine ninety one seventy five. Course to be flown, odds and evens. We all know that shit. IFR cruising at the same difference. RVSM twenty nine to forty one every one thousand feet. Doesn't matter. Talked about equipment requirements, ELTs. I feel like that needs a little bit of require uh, supplemental oxygen. Aim that one? six. Aim six three four. Special emergency air piracy. <laughs> I know nothing on that. <laughs> Go down a creepy route. What did I? Oh man, I just closed the book on it. Oh damn it! Where is it? Ah, oh, it's it's on UFOs. Where is it? <laughs> Look, I mean, I I don't want it to be because the audience it's like weeks in a row of like Scott being shitty as f- yeah, that's even true. though it's all been one night to us. You know what I mean? Yeah, no, I'm with you. I'm with you there. 
Like Scott, uh, like the audience is going to just be like Scott sucks balls for like a month yeah. straight if we yeah. go on. Yeah. Versus just I three weeks. Look, I don't yeah. know why I'm tired. I don't. It's because you're a be fucking tired. pussy. I'm an old man. Old. Maybe if you had more lights in the room you're in, your body wouldn't think it's sleepy time. <laughs> That's also true. It's the camera. It's, it's light in here. It's completely dark. It's not that yeah, dark in here. It's just that we can stuff. barely see you. Whatever. All right. Yeah, like I said, it's we basically have two shit episodes as far as Scott's input. Um, I I don't really feel I don't feel good about three those. Weeks. You know what I mean? Like I think the knowledge content I guess was there. I just I don't feel good about them. You know. The knowledge was good for those. The knowledge was good, Semi- but they weren't very entertaining. No, you were entertaining when we weren't recording the episode, and then the episode comes up, and you became non-entertaining, Scott. You blew your you, entertainment I'm not, load. I'm not in the f- zone. That's why we shouldn't do another one. That's that's why I'm saying let's not do another one. All right, we'll see. Because you're a f- vagina. I was not in this. I'll be honest. I was not in the zone when we first were about to go, but I got revved and fucking ready, and I've been in the zone. I feel like for both of these. Yeah, 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 yeah. Who just popped? Like I was ready to pop a beer open before we started. I did. Scott, Scott, you're opening a beer, but oh, I can't. I can't fucking do another episode. I can drink one more beer before I go to bed, but I'm not in the mood to do an episode. Okay. That's fine. Welcome to this week's episode of the Far Aim Pot. Go ahead. Roll with it, dude. Uh, uh.